Making the right financial decisions takes time, skill, and effort. The Savvy Brokers Club podcast delivers strategies from today's thought leaders that help you build and maintain your financial freedom. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Savvy Brokers Club podcast. Today, I'm joined by Jenny Raymer, Home Mortgage Advisor with Wintrust Mortgage. Jenny, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Super excited. Now, what a pleasure to get to know you. And uh, you just, you have a lot of good energy. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, so, been in the financial world uh, for about 15 years, last 10 or so are going on 10 in mortgages, but just recently uh, joined Wintrust, right? That's correct. So how did yeah. you get into the to the biz, into mortgages? So I, the story is begins when I was 18. I really enjoyed the concept of being financially sound and understanding that journey and being proud of it along the way, right? So once I got out of high school, I went to DePaul University and studied business administration and just fell in love with lending. And I began actually in the auto loan world and then created this sort of journey of saying, okay, once you have an auto loan, then you have a credit card and then you have a personal loan and then you have a mortgage. So understanding that journey and challenging myself every step of the way is sort of when I fell into, you know, loving mortgages. Absolutely. And you're, I mean, you've taken on so a lot of things and, and you're involved in a lot I mean, outside of mortgages, but one of the things I've noticed, or we talked a lot about, is just how relationships are at the core of everything you do, right? Like yes. you're looking to connect with people. How has, been, how has it been for you, kind of in the industry, um, connecting with people on a more meaningful level that you seem to do so well? Yes. Uh, you know, I really value a journey, whether it's a relationship by getting to know somebody in the business world or understanding a client and what their goals are for their home lifestyle. It's important to understand that it is a relationship and not a transaction. And I apply that everywhere in my life, <laughs> not just in my business life, right? And understanding that the relationship is valuable and cherishing it is so important. So I Absolutely. pride myself on that. And I think that's why I enjoy doing it so much because I'm, I'm genuinely love building genuine relationships. Absolutely. And, and it seems like you also kind of, uh, as that evolution of starting with the, the cars and the credit card, you know, moving in, in, in terms of the uh, the industry itself, that yeah. um, you're now licensed in all 50 states. That's right. That's, That's right. kind of a cool thing. It is super cool. It's And it's also different journeys, right? Yeah. So you can do a loan for somebody that's buying a second home for their first time or buying an investment property for their first time anywhere in the nation. And every transaction is different, right? Those lending requirements are different. Um, what a, a client is going to need in order to qualify is going to be different. So it keeps my job interesting, but it also gives me the opportunity to be a part of each journey. And also, I'm assuming culturally too, just that yes. everywhere you go in the United States isn't the exact same thing. I mean, no. the, what we, how we are in the South versus you know New York, LA, right? Like, they're all very different. What ha what has been your experience, or you know, have you had the chance to to you know kind of be out there in some of those states that uh, aren't so close to yeah. the Midwest? Yeah, understanding the cultures too. And what's important for that client in that area is going to be completely different, right? So one of the things that I pride myself on is just the weather, right? So my Midwestern joke is, well, it's better than here, right? <laughs> like you've got sunshine. Yeah, yeah. You've got, you know, it's wet, cold, and gray over here a lot of the time. So having that conversation and, and making them proud of where they're from in one way, shape, or the other, and me seeing that and appreciating that, is, it's fun. 
Yeah, I'm, so. I'm sure. How have what's been the most like successful for you in terms of growing your business and, and, and making those connections? I know we talked a little bit about like networking. So, but, but for you, what what have you found to be most successful in, um, especially now with Wintrust? Yes, it's the opportunity and the options that I have available, which makes it completely different than other lenders. I mean, we pride ourselves on doing mortgages. So we have that option available that other lenders or brokerages may not have and making it accessible to everyone in all 50 states. So I turn nobody away in one way, shape or form, right? Because I have all of these programs um, and being able to speak Spanish as well. I'm able to not turn somebody away because I don't speak you know, Spanish, or I don't know the programs or what, you know, a permanent residency, you know, document requirement is. For sure. It's important. Now, the speaking Spanish, but you're not of of, of Latina. I am not Latina. (laughs) My previous life, I was Selena. I like to say that, but that's true. (laughs) But you're originally from the Gurney area, so that kind of qualifies you in a sense, right? Right, right. It's it's very Latino, uh, very Mexican. Well, I guess Latino now, it's it's evolving more. It is. Um, But yeah, uh, so how, like, how how do you speak Spanish so well? (laughs) So I grew up really, really enjoying the music first. My mom is a retired music teacher. No way. So I love Spanish music. Um, specifically Mexican Spanish music. Wow. Every every you know uh, country has a different style. So I love Mexican music. I love the Tex-Mex, um, you know, Selena kind of vibe. Well, of right? course. I mean, you're you're a reembodiment of her, right? right. <laughs> like, come on. I hope so one day. <laughs> um, so yeah, for me, it's just the culture, the food. And then I went to, when I was in high school. I studied abroad and lived with a family. Oh um, no way! To where, learn Spanish. Where'd you go? Cuernavaca. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And it was a lot. That's where I learned Spanish. Interesting. I I went and when I came back, 15 pounds heavier because I was eating everything everything three times a day. And the mom that I lived with would feed me constantly. That's so funny. You know, the part in Coco where eat your tamales, like on point. Wow. So. So. How long were you there for? Like a whole summer? No, I wasn't there for a whole summer. I went twice. Okay. And it was a month and a half, I believe, each time. I mean, that's kind of like a, a, yeah, a whole summer. Yeah, but it's, you know, learning Spanish in the school and then being able to live it and then totally practice different. it. Yeah. And Amazing. But that's such an incredible experience. I have like my, my Cuernavaca story. I, I, I'm assuming it's beautiful there. I never got a chance to see it because I got so sick um, oh, when I was wow. down there. that uh, It was only one day that we were there, but... Yeah, that's my, every time I think of Cuernavaca, I hear it. It's beautiful. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's (laughs) beautiful. Now, like, now fast forward, you're you're a mom, three kids, uh, 12, 7, and 6, right? That's right. Now, how how does that translate into you know teaching them Spanish culturally? Like, yes, yeah. How do they right? How do they grow? How have they grown? So my husband is Mexican. Oh, okay, okay. So his family speaks Spanish. Um, he does He does speak Spanish, but he doesn't speak it in the household. Gotcha. So it's been a journey with my kids to try to figure out how to incorporate the language piece of it. Um, we incorporate other pieces of the culture, for sure. Uh, for example, the food. Yeah. Um, the ofrenda, the los muertos, you know, the wow. music, all of those things I, you know, pride myself of involving. But the language part, it's it's a lot to juggle, yeah. you know, being and, a mom and working and all of that. Yeah, and and I guess like like the 
the, the juggling part, right? Uh, I can't imagine that one. Well, first of all, I want to say that Spanish seems to really help you in your business. So yes. even just having that and being able to teach that, right? right. Um, I think that's an invaluable thing. But uh, with with your kids and, and managing all that and, and your busy life, so you still have a lot. Uh, it seems like a lot of time to to help and you know yeah. do this community outreach that's that you've right. been doing. And talk to me about the nonprofit stuff that you do. Yeah. So right now I'm super involved with a company nonprofit called the Giving Group. They're based out in Schaumburg, and their goal is to give back specifically to charities that are not as established or have as much support as other charities would. And every month or so, we have somewhat of some type of an event. Um, for example, we did a event at the Fremont Community Garden. It's a non-for-profit garden in Mundelein that gives their food that they grow to senior citizen living facilities that that cannot afford fresh vegetables. Wow. So, yeah. That's amazing. I take the kids, you know, the fam goes, and oh, we no give way. back. Well, there you go. That's how you do it. You're yeah. able to, to bring them with and have a little have a little help with you, right? That's right. Now, um, one of the things, I, as I'm hearing just and seeing you, is just how put together you are, and you, you have this, this, this ambition, but also a very intentional approach to your life. It doesn't seem like you, from what you mentioned, that that was always the case for you. They had the support of people around you, right? That's right. That's Ta- right. Tell me just some of those things that you had to face, um, whether it be in the industry or whether that be just growing up, that have made you the person that we're looking at today. Yeah, I think specifically in the financial industry, it's it's difficult for women in more ways than one. Um, we are considered the minority of, of, of the two genders, right? Um, but I feel that my financial journey, I've had a lot of hurdles specifically with other women, women in managerial positions, women in the same field as me. Um, Unfortunately, there's more of a competitive um, culture that's pushed in society for us to compete against each other rather than support each other and uplift each other. And as I've grown throughout the financial industry, I've really had to fight hard for me to be who I am and be proud of that, to work and be proud of what I wear and what I look like and not fit like not feel like I have to fit a mold or wear certain cl- clothing to be not only accepted but taken seriously. So it's been a journey. It's no. been a fight for sure. And was that something that um, you were made to feel that way? Or maybe no one could make you feel, right? Right. But that someone tried to make you feel a certain way, whether it was your managers, well, you know, coworkers, what, where did yeah, that come from? mostly managers. Um, and I'm not going to say that every manager I've had is, is a horrible manager. I've had some amazing managers. But there's been s- specific managers in my career that women-based have just made it a point to nitpick and make me feel less than because I don't fit a mold that they would prefer me to fit. Even though I'm producing above, three times above what their goal standard was. Wow. Right? So there was always this battle of, I'm doing my job amazing. Why are you worried about what color my nails are? What's going through your head when that, I mean, like that, that's just, it's mind boggling, right? But this, that, that you're having to deal with something that you're there for a specific purpose. You're doing three times above what the standard is, right? Or the gold mm-hmm. standard by that measure. And yet you're having to deal with these meaningless kind of interactions. Yeah. Right? How do you, how do you overcome that? How, what's the mindset you have to have or that you can share that if someone out there is listening, is going through something similar, they're, 
you know, can, can kind of adopt uh, into their life. Yeah. So it's very frustrating, first and foremost. I can imagine. It was, you know, for a period of time when I first got started, really frustrating at home. I would just vent to my husband and say, why is this so important? But the way that I overcame it is continuing to do my job well and being proud of what I'm doing and not focusing on what I can't control, which is what my manager is, is doing or saying. Yeah, I'm doing my job well. I'm getting paid for what I'm doing. And at the end of the day, they can't let me go if my nails are purple. Right. Right. I may be able to be getting written up or something like that, but they're not going to let me go if I'm an asset. And don't you think that's a lot, just a very antiquated, like old school, you yes. know, not keeping up with the times. What, what do you do with that? Do you run? Do you go to another, you know, company? Do you not find a fit there? Or, or do you try to change the culture somehow and right. maybe eventually end up just beating your head up against the wall kind of thing? Right. Well, with the previous institution that I worked at, it got to the point where I was the only one saying anything. It was me and one, mm. other, one other female that were saying anything. And by the way, in a lot of these lending positions, the majority of them are women. Right. So now in a room full of 90% moms that are women, only two women actually wanting to speak up regularly because the other oh. women are in fear. Yeah. They don't want to lose their jobs. They're, they got kids or they just don't feel they need to. Yeah. It's not a fight they want to fight. Right. So where I found my passion is in saying, I'm not going to be quiet. Yeah. If all of you want to be quiet, I will continue to speak up. And it got to the point where she finally started to, to listen a little bit. And then that's when I made the decision, I need to pivot. I need to find a department and a manager that's going to accept me for who I am and be proud of it, rather than spend energy on explaining to somebody why the color of my nails doesn't matter, how long they are do doesn't matter, how high my heels does not matter. I am producing, people are taking me seriously, and I don't need to fit that mold. Yeah. Now, you get to see the, the, the kind of two sides of the world where, you know, you're, you're out there in the northern part of, uh, of Illinois, Wisconsin border. Yeah. But you also come to the city a lot, right? Yes. So what have you noticed in terms of those kind of uh, the contrast between doing business in the city and the suburbs? Like it, it's, I'm almost hearing that that's kind of a consequence of even being in maybe the suburbs as, as well. Yes. So it is a big difference. It's a big difference. The hustle is different. The journey is different from a financial perspective. Um, the, the speed, I think, is different from a culture perspective. You know, a lot of suburbanites are from old, older money or have been their generations, right? And breaking that mold is a little bit different. So it's just a different walk that you have to walk. But I do believe that right now, more than ever, and I'll just talk about Lake County, we are eager and excited for different. There's a lot of people that I've been speaking to specifically on the realtor side and the investment side that are just excited to see something new for new conversation, for new process, for new relationships, fresh Fresh blood. Yeah. So, and, and the perspective that you're bringing from what you've seen so far, how do you feel that you're contributing to the industry where, you know, making some change or making some uh, uh, even ripples, right, in, yeah. in, in, the, in the waves or in the, in the water? What, what for you has been your contribution or, or do you hope it would be um, as you continue on in the industry? Yeah. I think for me it's continuing the fight 
of supporting women and finding women in the industry and anywhere that want to support each other. And I am, I'm looking for them constantly. What can I do to promote you? What can I do to support you? I want to know about what you're doing and be proud of that, regardless of if I know that person or not. For sure. And building that relationship is something that I'm super passionate about it. And I have recently bumped into some really awesome women that that feel the same way I feel. So the more that I find, we're just going to continue to grow this movement of supporting each other, being who we are, regardless of what we look like or how we speak or how we sound. We're going to rule the world absolutely right? no one queen a, at a time <laughs> i mean it needs, it needs to happen and, and you know to, to close society off to like half the population is crazy to me right. like why would you have ever done that but right. here we are no, no, right so it is what but it or is even, even just wearing colors yeah you know it's it blows my mind or patterns you know well i think we're especially the pandemic has just really put a lax on what uh, you know, clothing styles are, and you have this more yeah. casual approach now where everyone used to be in, you know, uh, business casual. You couldn't go to certain restaurants if you were right. wearing something like that seems to have gone by the wayside. Yeah, At people least are done. They're done, right? They're so done. Now, it, what about the investments? Because I know investment and investing is a big part of what you do and trying to connect yes. with investors. How have you kind of taken that approach with women um, and, and supporting women in, in that journey of seeing more women become investors in real estate? Right. I, I'm passionate about home ownership. You know, there is value in equity. And the journey begins at different ages of your life, right? If you want to begin at a very young age and start investing, not only in yourself, but in property, do it. Um, and I pride myself on having women be able to do it without needing a man yeah. or a marriage or a kid, right? You don't need those stepping stones in your life to create an investment foundation, um, you can do it on your own and you can do it at any point in your life. So um, I pride myself on that. And all this banging out there. You know? Speaking uh, of yeah, in- yeah. investment, Hopefully it doesn't right? come through too much on the, on the mics here. But, um, you know, with uh, with the future, just being that you're, you're newer to uh, Wintrust and but still all this experience. What, what do you hope for the future? What are you working towards? What uh, what can we expect from yes. Jenny? So I have so many things going on. I think the main thing that I want people to know about me is that I am eager to connect with the community. I'm eager to support um, people in the industry and find new ways to procure business. Not refer me everything that you have, but to procure a new opportunity together and to come up with new ways to do that while supporting each other. That really is is something that I'm passionate about. And I, and I know that I can feel it in my bones that it's it's going to happen. And I mean, I, I, I could just see it in, in what you do and how and what your approach is, right? How, how, I guess, have you, in this pivot of what you were mentioning earlier, how has that, like, how have you started to take those steps towards that, right? Where, where can people uh, support you and join you in on that, on yes. that journey? Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Absolutely. Um, one way that you can definitely support me is to connect with me, reach out to me. I want to get to know more about you. I want to get to know more about your business. I want to get to know more about how we can grow together. And I'm not just talking realtors, right? Um, anybody that's looking to do anything within a financial realm or just has questions, I want to know about it. I want, I want to talk to you. Um, but to also get involved, right? If I'm not your first step, no problem. But 
if I'm the first motivator for you to get involved in your community, I recommend it. It's it's needed. Yeah, absolutely. And if people do want to reach out, how can they find you online? Instagram, LinkedIn, um, Facebook. What's your Instagram? My Instagram's Mortgage Life underscore Jenny R, and it's Jenny with an I E. Okay. Not a Y. And um, awesome. That's. Yeah. Um, have you done the TikTok yet or not? Uh, not I, you not, know, I'm not a big TikToker. I'm, I'm working on it. Okay. I'm already juggling three social media platforms, we'll so I'm working on the fourth one. We'll get you there. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Um, well, awesome, Jenny. I really appreciate you. It's been nothing but a pleasure getting pleasure. to know you. Pleasure. I'm excited for more. Thank you. Can't wait.